everybody, what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And here we are again on the dog walk doing a... Well, hold on. Now I'm pulling Wookie away from what looks to be a dead animal. Kumba, good Lord Almighty. Okay, good start to the podcast. Good start to the podcast. So it's uh, Jesse Lee. You can call me the People's Mentor. <laughs> and this is episode 177 of the show. And that actually was kind of perfect because... This episode is going to be about how to stop being such a control freak. And I honestly, maybe a year ago, would have just had a moment with that rat or whatever it was. that I don't know what kind of animal that was. Uh, and probably not handled the situation as well as I just did, which was obviously played out real time. And you heard I didn't freak out. So, ha! All right. So, I really feel like <clears throat> most of us, and this is normal, we appreciate the advantages of having routines and we we like having things go to plan Uh, but then there's some of us and this is something you can work on I promise you because I've been there done that got the t-shirt where we get highly stressed or we get upset or we get angry or when life does something unexpected we don't anticipate you know uh we we kind of like lose our minds right and so maybe that call that maybe they, maybe that makes us a control freak. You know, I used to just like to say I like to control situations. Is that such a bad thing? And I think that one of the big keys to success is being able to adapt to change. And so that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode of the show. And I'm really excited to share this with every single one of you. If you are somebody who's enjoying the show, all I ask you to do is screenshot it, put it in your story, leave a review, feel free to tag me so I can respond back to you. We can have a conversation on Instagram if you want to. Um, and then make sure to subscribe and leave a five star review wherever you're listening to this. I appreciate you. And yesterday did claim her $176 as you probably saw in my Instagram story. So I do pay out on that. So make sure you are getting those reviews in. Okay. So here are some maybe signs that you might be a control freak, right? If you're somebody who wants to have a completely predictable routine, you don't want anything to ebb and flow. You want to know exactly what you're doing in your life, in your day, in your, in your, in your, in your week, in your month, in your year, in everything. Maybe you are a control freak. If you're somebody who feels anxious a lot, maybe you're somebody, maybe you're a control freak. If you're somebody who stresses out easily, or you get really upset when things don't go the way you want them to, or expect them to, um, you might be a control freak. If you're somebody who is a perfectionist, you might be a control freak. If you're overly organized, you might be a control freak. If you have to Kumba, you have peed on her three times this walk. Now I have to walk. Now I have to wash Wookie. You know, because I didn't have enough to do today. Now Wookie needs a bath. She's been peed on three times. Good Lord. Okay. Um, you might be a control freak if you're stuck in all or nothing thinking. You might be a control freak if you are somebody who jumps to worst case scenarios when things don't go the way you expect them to. Uh, you might be a control freak if you have extremely, extremely high standards for yourself and others. Uh, you might be a control freak if you tend to be demanding and critical. You might be a control freak if instead of delegating things, you are somebody who has to do everything on your own. You might be a control freak. Now Kumba's pooping. I'm sorry. This is quite the walk. This is quite the podcast. Oh, Lord. You might be a control freak if you are somebody who can be demanding and critical. You might be a control freak if you're somebody who... Um, you know, you give unsolicited advice because you think that it is your way or the highway and you know the best way to do everything. Uh, you might be a control freak if you have trouble relaxing. This is how I knew for sure I was a control freak. I could not relax and people were letting me, no, 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 Wookie. Oh God, Wookie, you're supposed, I thought, holy smokes, Wookie. 
Oh my gosh. You know, for a dog that apparently had paralysis when I was gone, she's actually running and galloping in circles. So I don't even know what is happening in this moment in time. Wookie, I love it. You know, I love it. Clearly no meningitis. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Good job, little mama. That was great. Good, good, good. Holy smokes. If you guys could have seen that on video, I swear you wouldn't have even believed what I just saw with my own two eyes. Holy smokes. Okay. Oh, did I say you have trouble relaxing? You might be a control freak. Good Lord almighty. Okay. Um, you might be a control freak if people say, oh my gosh, you're so type A. You might be a control freak if you're somebody who feels like you're very wound tightly. Okay. Um, and you might be a control freak for somebody who absolutely hates change. And so here's the thing is obviously I am doing this podcast because I realize that I'm still working through a lot of this control stuff. And I say that because I identify that for sure in, um, in just being in Italy and Spain. So the reason I say that is because as an example, there's just really no scheduling there. You know, if they say, and I know I said this on a podcast, but if they say that they are going to do a meeting at 10, it's like maybe noon. That's almost to be expected. People kind of wander in. They sort of take things lackadaisically, which is not to say they're not taking things seriously. It's just that it's cultural. And so, um, you know, for me being somebody who's like, okay, if we say the meeting's going to start at 10, we're starting at 10. Um, if I say the breakfast is at whatever, or Hey, what time do I need to be up tomorrow? I'm just somebody who kind of actually expects it to be done a certain way. And so when it's not done a certain way, I tend to sort of have, um, you know, those moments, if you will, where I'm like, what on earth? is going on and then to randomly go to the pool or randomly go to a theme park or randomly go to a lake or randomly show up on a boat like all of these different things it pushed me so far out of my comfort zone and I had those moments where I would get they didn't know but I would feel really frustrated because I am so used to controlling situations and then I identify it, of course, in, in my personal life and in my relationships. I like to be the one who says, okay, let's go to you know, dinner at this one place. Let's go do um, our workout like this. No, I don't want to go do CrossFit. Let's go do whatever it is, okay? So I, in, the, in, in my even recent history, I'm identifying parts of my life that show that I, I don't want to say have control issues, but I certainly like to control. And so I want to work through that alongside every single one of you because some of these characteristics that I listed, I don't want you to go, oh my God, that's me. I'm highly organized. How bad is that? No, like these traits and behaviors that I listed they can be very advantageous, okay? I don't think it's a bad thing to be type A and have high standards. I don't think it's a bad thing to want to do things to yourself, right? Unless you're completely against delegating. I don't think it's a bad thing that I have very high standards, okay? But I am saying I think some of us teeter on that edge of being overly controlling. And those types of behaviors, I promise, will cause more problems in your life than they're going to solve. And so it's normal to want to be in control because I think so many of us search for stability in our lives more than anything. Um, You know, I was listening to something of Dean Graziosi's and he was saying that his why is actually control. He was saying that his entire childhood was so out of control financially, romantically, like with his parents' marriages, um, etc., that his big goal in life was to be able to be successful enough to control everything in the sense of he wanted to be able to know that he financially didn't have to depend on anybody. He wanted to know he didn't have to live in homes like the kinds of homes he was living in. He wanted to have and does have now, of course, that control. So 
It's normal to want to feel in control. It's normal to even really be driven by that, I believe. But our need to feel in control about everything is driven by fear. And so most people feel scared and anxious when they think of all the things that, um, that are out of their control and all the things that can go wrong and all the bad things that can happen to them or their loved ones, right? And I think it's especially true for those of us who, uh, and I know this is where it comes from for me, but those of us with traumatic childhoods, those of us who really didn't have um, control over anything, people from unstable households, those of us with unstable parents, those of us who only saw unstable relationships, those of us who only saw what it was like to struggle financially. Um, if that is you, first of all, I love you. Thank you for listening to this and just being open to the idea that maybe we can change our ways. But a lot of that does stem from our childhood. It stems from wanting to control things because we feel scared or anxious. Um, and we're worried that things that we saw happen to our parents that are bad are going to happen to us. And so Um, You know, if you're somebody who maybe you had to walk on eggshells in your house, maybe it's turning into your relationships where you currently still don't communicate with your partner because um, of whatever those fears are. And so I'll just tell you, I understand control and certainty can give us uh, a false sense of security sometimes, right? Because you think that you're controlling something. And so I get it. It's, It's only natural. It really is only natural to want to control things and quite frankly, people, um, And then I think the idea then is that, hey, if we can control every situation, if I control these people, if I control how he loves me, if I control how she talks to me, then we'll be safe and happy and successful or whatever. But quite frankly, trying to control things and being really rigid and demanding and perfectionist, um, that's not actually a healthy way to cope with the fear and anxiety of losing control. And the problem is, of course, we can't control that many things in our life right? It might seem like it. It seems like a facade sometimes. There's certainly some things you can control, of course. But like I talked about even just yesterday, it's not about what you're controlling. It's about how you respond. And so controlling can create a whole bunch of new problems and stressors in relationships you have, especially for sure, romantic ones. And so the problem comes down to, it's just not possible to control everything. So if you're a control freak and you want to control every single little thing in your life, it's that you really can't You know, so then you're going to come up against more resistance and more stress and more conflicts. Because if all you're doing is demanding perfection from yourself, you're going to have emotional stress. You're going to have mental stress. You're going to have physical stress. You are going to probably end up having headaches, belly aches, like your physical body's going to change, right? Um, I noticed actually in, um, hey, 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 what are we eating? Let's not. Come on. Okay, thank you. Okay, I noticed actually in in Spain because I went to a physiotherapist and I usually have this tremendous amount. I have like this huge knot in the top of my neck. I don't know how to explain it. Like where my, where my head meets my spine, I guess, like up at the top, like between my shoulders. I, when I'm in America, well, when I was trying to control everything in my, my prior relationship, I have like this huge knot and it never really goes away. I get a lot of body work done and Quite frankly, I have come to the realization because when I was in Spain, that is not what he was working on. He said all my tension was sitting in my middle back, which is pretty normal and to be expected for anybody. Um, I said, well, what about, you know, the, the knot that's always there? He's like, you don't really have it. I thought to myself, oh my God, like, of course I don't. I'm not under this stress because I'm not trying 
to control everything. So your body will actually physically respond to these, these things that you're trying to control. You know, some of you maybe get a lot of headaches. Maybe you get, like I said, belly aches. Maybe you have neck or back pain. Maybe you don't sleep well, right? Maybe you just have low energy. Maybe you're somebody who continues to procrastinate and be unmotivated and you're not sure why. Maybe you're somebody who easily gets angry. Maybe you're somebody who is, you know, really down a lot. Maybe you're somebody who worries all the time. Those stresses take tolls on your mind, your body, your spirit. They just do. And it makes it difficult to live, live your best life like we talked about yesterday. And so I want to help you stop being a control freak. Um, and again, a lot of the time when I am coaching and training, I'm doing it because the best way to learn is to teach. And I am, I am humble enough to know that there are a lot of weaknesses I have in my life. And there are things I need to work on. And this is certainly one of those that I would like to get even better at. And as I worked through this in in, uh, Italy and Spain, I would like to continue working on it, um, you know, here in America. And so the first thing is I think we need to just gain awareness, right? So start noticing your controlling behavior. Start noticing when you're kind of getting in that mode where you're like, no, I'm going to I'm going to take control of this situation. I'm going to be the one to to do that. I'm the boss in this situation. I'm 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 me me me. I can 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 I can. You really can't fix everything. So, when you start to notice that you're doing those things, I actually want you to take the initiative to write that down and pay attention. Because if you write it down, you pay attention, you might actually notice where those situations arise for you so you can make sure that you are aware of them when you get into them again. If you notice that every time you um, are planning a dinner or something like that. It's you that has to go into uh, super person mode and you have to control every detail and you don't like when, when you know, you're trying to decide who's going to drive in what car and whatever it is. Like if you're aware of it, you can create an alternative response. And so it's awareness. So much is awareness. And then explore your feelings, right? So when you're in that and you feel like that, maybe just start understanding what the underlying causes are. Like I said, I know a lot of my um, my relationship stuff of wanting to control uh, situations or control the relationship and not in like a really manipulative way or anything like that. Just wanting to control the outcome, honestly, and wanting to... You know, um, as somebody in Italy was saying, I live in the future, right? Wanting to control my future, I need, I needed to dig deeper and find the underlying causes. So maybe ask yourself, what are the fears that are driving these controlling behaviors? Like, why am I acting like this? And like I just said, I grew up in a really, really, sorry, hiccups, really, really crazy, um, household. So I never got to see what a healthy relationship looked like. I never got to see what it was like for two people to unconditionally love each other. You know, you see people on the internet whose parents are married 50, 60 years and they talk about, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful this is my example of love. And I'm like, dang, that must be nice. Like, I I wish I had seen 50, 60 years of love. And, you know, I'm sure, of course, there's hard parts in there and there's probably messiness and all kinds of stuff. But man, all I saw was divorce, 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 domestic violence. Uh, my ex stepdad, holy hell. Though I could write a book about that, man. Good Lord. I mean, it's crazy. So you have to ask yourself though, what fears are driving my controlling behavior? Because when the emotions in your life are high, they start to distort your thoughts and that's when you start to act a little crazy. <laughs> okay. And so ask yourself, Hey, is this a, is this a rational fear? Or am I using black and white thinking? Or am I going to worst case scenario? Ask yourself. Be honest with yourself. 
and then challenge this fear-based thinking. Because once you've identified, oh my gosh, I am acting like this because of my mother. Uh, This is my mother coming out. Once you've identified that, you can challenge it and replace it with calmer, more grounded thoughts. Literally take your physical body outside and chill for a little bit, right? Breathe, okay? Like how many of you, you've said to somebody before, because they're 10 minutes late to a dinner, great, now the entire dinner's ruined. Because you're 10 minutes late. Really? Is the whole dinner ruined because you're 10 minutes late? How about a quick apology? Hey, I'm really sorry. I lost track of time. Sorry, I'm 10 minutes late. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It was a little disrespectful, right? And so just ask yourself, do you do that? And then ask yourself, how likely are those situations you're creating in your mind as you start to try to control things? And then ask yourself, where is the proof I have to support this crazy thought that's going on in my mind that the dinner's ruined, the, the year's ruined, the event is ruined, the friends are not going to want to be your friends anymore, whatever it is. Ask yourself, is it even helpful for me to think this way? Like, I have to tell you, quarantine, my friends, it was not that bad. Quite frankly, I really enjoyed it. I have upped my entire business game and personal game in quarantine. And I had this really positive mindset around it. I kept saying to my ex-partner, I think this is great. I can get a lot done. And every single day... It was negative, negative, negative. This is terrible. This is awful. I'm eating unhealthy. I'm not exercising. Like, this is terrible. Like, it was like, I was like, this isn't really much different than our normal life. I'm just getting more done. I'm stepping up my game. But it was very interesting. It was very interesting. Just that quick perspective. And then I kept thinking to myself and even saying, I don't know that it's helpful to even think like this. Quarantine will be over when quarantine's over. Can we adjust to a new normal? Even right now, people are freaking out about having to wear masks. They're freaking out about whatever, conspiracy theories and whatever are going absolutely bonkers, bananas, crazy right now, which is fine, right? I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true. I guess the truth is whatever's in your head, right? But I say that because uh, I'm trying to escape a gate. Four, five. Oh, no. Okay. 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 Oh, hey, look, I escaped. There we go. Okay, but I, but when it came to conspiracy theories and things of that nature, or wait, not conspiracy theories. I don't want to talk about conspiracy theories. Where'd that come from? I just keep thinking to myself, is it even helpful for you to think like that? Is it even helpful, helpful for your mind to go to that negative place? Is it, is, it, is it even helpful to put your mindset in that state? Because those are a lot of times situations you can't control. And I know sometimes we think we can fix everything and we can control everything, but quite frankly, we can't. So ask yourself if you're focusing on the negatives. Ask yourself if you're discounting the positives. I think a lot of people discount the positives. And then ask, hey, 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 are my emotions clouding my thoughts? Because I see a lot of this. I see a lot of people's emotions making decisions for them instead of letting them stop for a second, breathe for a second, reflect for a second and go into a place of gratitude where if you are in a state of gratitude I don't think you feel like you need to control everything all the time honestly by the way today's episode reviewer of the show episode 177 is the real Lauren motivation captain five stars by far the best podcast I've ever come across there's so much energy 
My favorite phrase from Jesse Lee is if it makes sense, it makes dollars. <laughs> These podcasts spark so many ideas and suggestions. So great for entrepreneurs, moms, dads, everyone. Not just for MLMers. Kicking the negative notions to the curb and working on who you are created to be is what I get out of these podcasts. And I, in caps, am, in caps, obsessed, in caps. I love it. What a review. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And if you take the time to leave a review, thank you so much. Um, I think that's how you get ranked on these things, subscriptions and reviews. And I know it takes time out of your day. And so I do want to express gratitude for the almost 1,000 of you now who have left a review. That means a lot to me. So are emotions clouding your thoughts, right? It's okay to feel emotional, but understand what's an emotion and what is real. Because just because you feel some type of way does not make it true. I'm just telling you, just because you feel some type of way does not make it true. And I want to say that a second time because I think some of us go, yeah, that's how I feel and how I feel is valid. I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying sometimes our mind does that thing, right? Where it creates this false freaking reality that you are trying to control and it makes you upset and it makes you act a little crazy and it messes up with your judgment. And so ask yourself those questions so it won't ruin your day, your week, your vacation, your life, whatever it is. Now accept what's out of your control because intellectually we all know we can control ourselves. Okay. Yet here we are trying to convince our friends, trying to convince our kids, trying to convince our team, trying to convince our partners. Oh God, to do everything the quote unquote right way or make the right choices. And here's the thing. Like I just said, it might sound like the right choice for you, but is it the right choice? Who knows? We are all living our best lives. We are all human. And so I'm telling you, can you surrender a little bit to what is in your control and what is out of your control and allow things to be as they are without forcing them to change? Honestly, you know, it's interesting because through my podcasts, uh, I talked about being a fixer. And it was amazing the amount of you who were like, Jesse Lee, um, you need to go buy some codependency books. You're codependent. And I went, oh my gosh, what? And I don't know. I mean, I don't have a diagnosis or anything. But basically, codependency is not that I depend on other people. It's that it's the exact opposite. It's that I, um, I want to help everybody. I want everybody to have a better life. So I spend so much of my time trying to fix everybody. And so that's quite frankly, uh, that's codependency is I'm trying to make sure I'm helping control other people's lives so that they have better lives. And again, I have to remember that's in my mind. Like just because I think it's better if somebody is debt free, maybe those people disagree. You know, maybe if I think it's better to live in Texas, you know, somebody doesn't. That's me trying to fix something that's not for me to fix. Right. Whatever it is. So stop trying to control the outcomes. Allow people to make their own choices. Even when you disagree, that is so important because sometimes, you know what? You just got to let people live their lives, live their lives and embrace imperfection. Look, part of acceptance is acknowledging that we're just not perfect creatures. We all make mistakes. We all forget stuff. We all go against the schedule sometimes. We all make poor decisions. And so we need to accept that sometimes goals aren't met. Sometimes people disappoint you. Sometimes plans fall through. Sometimes accidents happen. 
And if all we're trying to do is micromanage people in situations, it's not going to stop those situations from happening. Instead, it pushes people away from you because you tend to overwhelm them, right? And you need to reduce your stress and anxiety, okay? You really do, okay? You can tolerate not knowing what's going to happen and not control it. I promise. And so for a lot of you, you need to quiet your mind. You need to quiet your body. You need to maybe meditate a little. Maybe you need to get some exercise. Maybe you need to go eat different foods. Maybe you need to go outside and walk your dog. Ooh, that's a loud truck, okay? Maybe you need to go get a massage. Maybe you need to take a bath. Maybe you need to go drink some tea. I don't know. But what I think a lot of you probably need to do is just try to reduce your stress and anxiety. Sorry. No, he's not. He's scared of you. <laughs> it's okay. <sighs> oh, this girl went to run by Kumba and he was so scared of her. It was so cute. Oh my gosh. I love it though. Okay, but reduce your stress and your anxiety. There's no reason to, to fill your mind and your heart full of all of that. I want you to take that time for yourself. Slow down to speed up. This is so important as we evolve into the people we're supposed to be to not try to control everything and instead to do things that bring us some peace. You know, yesterday, last night, it ended up being like a four and a half hour long pedicure and massage. I did not know it was going to take that long. But honestly, I reflect on that right now. I'm like, you know what? It was great. I, you know, the massage kind of sucked, but I didn't have my phone. You know, I, I had that, that quiet time and I had time with my baby daddy, Josh. So those of you who are following me, he's not my actual baby daddy. Okay. He's the father of my godchildren. <laughs> okay. But I felt so relaxed. So, so relaxed. And then just know that all unexpected change, not all of it's bad. Not all of it's bad. And so for those of you who love to control things and you love to be perfectly on time and you love to have everything in a spreadsheet and you love to know the outcome before it ever happens, guess what? When you do that, your brain starts to go to a place where it starts to think, oh my gosh, all unexpected change is so bad, okay? And this is one that I have to work on. When somebody says something to me like, hey, I need a call, my mind goes to, oh my God, what are we talking about? This just happened yesterday. That's why I wanted to do this podcast. Um, Luca said, or McKaylee said, we, have, we need to have a call with Luca. That's how he worded it. Now, of course, it was in Italian and it was translated, so maybe it was, it was like blah, 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 now. I don't know, whatever, okay? In my mind, I'm like, oh my God, what is the call about? What is this emergency call? Oh my God, what is happening? Where, what, 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 what is wrong? What is wrong? What is wrong? What is wrong? That's where my mind went. Can you believe it? A call with Luca and Michele, and I'm over here. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what is the issue? It, that's crazy. Okay, being, being called in for a, for a phone call doesn't mean there's something negative. For all you know, it could have been a call to give you a promotion or praise you or I don't know. And it was a positive call that I had. So how funny is that? Oh, God. Okay, you know, we do that, though. You have a date that cancels and you think, oh, my gosh, the whole, the whole relationship is doomed. You know what? Maybe they, maybe they have a stomach ache. Okay, maybe they're really busy. Maybe they're actually stuck at work. So staying open to the possibilities that unexpected changes can be positive, even if it doesn't feel that way when it first happens, is really important to getting out of your head with this control freak thing. And I will just tell you, when things are going crazy and out of your control, I just want to remind all of you about the serenity prayer, right? Because it is all about surrender. And if you don't know the serenity prayer, it is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. 
And I love it because so many people have it tattooed on their bodies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should just tattoo it on the backs of my eyelids so I can see it all the time. (laughs) And I just hope more importantly, you remember you're capable of handling everything that life hands at you, right? Because life is happening for you, not to you. And so when that unexpected happens, you can still control your response. You can still control how you react. You can still control parts of it. And then hopefully you are able to cope more effectively. And so this is episode 177 of the show. If you love it, please feel free to screenshot it, put it in your stories, tell a friend, and just know that I love and I appreciate every single one of you. My name is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Bossly or the People's Mentor. I'm out.